You are tuned in to the Way of Healing podcast, where we inspire humans to connect more deeply to their experience of life. My name is OJ. My name is Casey. We are connecting with practitioners to talk about the potential of the innate healing powers within. Welcome back. Welcome Hi. back to the Way of Healing. What's up, guys? We've got some Palo Santo. <laughs> yeah. What are you laughing at? Got some new background for you. I know. It was time to change it up, huh? Yeah. Well, welcome to the living room. <laughs> we moved six feet out of the kitchen. Whoa, Oj, you really stirring it up over there. There's a fire alarm there. It's all right. Anyways, mm-hmm. this is Palo Santo. South American wood. Uh, What's it used for? Clearing energy. Clearing stagnant energy, negative energy, resetting the energy in a room. Uplifting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oftentimes you- I use it in tandem with sage. Yes. So um, I will use sage to clear, the initial clear, mm-hmm. and then I will, Palo Santo also magnifies energy. Oh. And that's why I saged first. And then Palo Santo, yeah, it's used been used for thousands of years in South American traditions. Did you know there's fake Palo Santo? Is that fake Palo Santo? <sighs> smells like Palo Santo. That's scary. Tell me more about that. Apparently, depending on the sourcing, they take wood and put like Palo Santo scent, artificial scent, so it smells like Palo Santo, but it's not actually Palo Santo. So, and that's what cheaper. That's why they do it. Of Is course. there any other reason that anybody does anything? Mm. Huh. Mm. That's the fifty million dollar question, right? Like okay. the chicken and the fish, where they inject it with something. I don't know. Have you seen it? They inject it with like a liquid. And it makes it fuller, so that when you take it to market, they sell it. Right. Okay. Well, that's why we have this podcast, folks, because there is sickness in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. Welcome. I guess it's not a round table talk. It's a rectangular couch talk. (laughs) It's a bench talk. It's just us. It's us. Not just us. It's us. Yeah. And, uh, And it's only about 20 minutes, so... Yeah. Carve that time out, please. Easy. And we're going to talk about collective consciousness. We figured we'll be a little more, what was the word I used? Integral. In- integral. No. It wasn't the integral word. Anyways, we're talking about collective consciousness and what that is. Dialed in, I guess, when it's just us, because we've been kind of riffing and just winging it. But uh, today we're going to pick a topic. And if it interests you, let us know and we'll keep doing them. I think we should do collective consciousness every week for the rest of our lives. There's a lot to say about it. It's all there is, people, Mm -hmm. right? It's all there is. It's all there is because we are in each other's experience of this world and the way that the whole world is experiencing this life Mm -hmm. is through what we're shown, what we hear, what we're told, what we smell, taste, touch, how we learn to use our senses and how well we know our bodies. Mm-hmm. And what we then believe about these things as a collective becomes the norm. Have you heard about the four-minute mile? No, I've heard about the four-hour work week. That's a thing, too. There's this thing about the four-minute mile when they were... I run a mile in 352, whatever. She does. She's on track. Um, but when runners used to run, four minutes used to seem impossible. And when somebody came up with the idea of running a four-minute mile, everyone was like, oh, it's crazy. No one can do that. No one can do that. And as a collective, there would even be races where people would try to 
run a mile in under four minutes. And all of a sudden, right before they're about to go to the finish line, their bodies start to break down and fatigue because mentally they're like, no, it's an impossible thing. Limitations. Limitations. Yeah. And then Self-limiting one, beliefs. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And uh, someone broke free of that collective consciousness Woo-woo. and was like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to run a four-minute mile. And they ran the four-minute mile. And people, and there was big news about it. They're like, oh, this person ran a mile in under four minutes. And then it became the norm. Mm. More and more people mm-hmm. were like, oh, if that person can do it, mm-hmm. then I can do it, right? And so really, to me at least, what collective consciousness is, is there is a, a belief, a cloud, I guess you can think of it as. And as a collective, as a whole, as, as people, we believe something similar about anything, about health, about wellness, about healing. I guess the big thing with with healing is that medicine heals, heals, right? And medicine treats symptoms. Yeah. And, but the symptoms are part of a system that's going mm. on inside the body. So we have to change the system, right? Not the symptoms. And so part, we need to change both. We do. Yeah. And so part of the podcast is because we know that as body workers, as healers, we've seen people heal from, crazy things we've seen miraculous things happen just from energy work healing work body work healing touch not even touching just you know energy in general putting your hands over someone and sending love and reiki and energy we've seen firsthand people heal from things that in the western way of medicine should have only been healed through medicine or through chemo or through pills pills and there is increased awareness around the potency of i'm going to call it integrative modalities because that feels inclusive Mm -hmm. and i and i want to emphasize and reiterate the importance of western medicine totally has its place f yeah you got a broken leg you're not going to fix that with reiki i mean osteopathy no (laughs) no i mean you can fix any yeah there's a whole range of modalities so I was at the hospital today doing Reiki and doing breath awareness and doing meditation and doing, what do I want to call it? I mean, we were doing some like inner work. A lot of what I'm finding is that in Western medicine, the responsibility to heal falls on the practitioner or the system or the doctor. the medicines, yeah, the doctors and the nurses, and the patient is like, f- "Fix me, help me, right? Fix me." Victimizing. It's a victim mentality, absolutely. And certainly, there are things where it's like, okay, the doctor actually does need to remove, you know, such and such thing, or or fix, right? There right. is that component. And there, yeah, and there is instances where, yeah, a doctor might have misdiagnosed something. Or missed something. Right, because they're people too. And mm-hmm. and the piece that I'm there to do is one, to bring like compassion, compassionate caring. And I'm using a doctor's, that was a doctor quoted the work that we're doing with Urban Zen. See my t-shirt? Mm. Um, as compassionate care. The compassion piece and then inviting the patient to go inward, to look inward at, their own bodies and getting to know their own bodies deeper because that accelerates healing. Mm-hmm. 
if I'm aware of my breath, if I can track my breath, if I can send my breath to different places in the body, that creates an awareness that I now have some manner of control in the body. It's not just I'm lying in a hospital bed bed waiting for somebody else to fix me. Yeah. Right? Or relying on somebody else to get me comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's a big piece of it too is comfort. What else did you want to say? So part of this podcast and exploring these different modalities is to expose you, the listeners, two different modalities of healing. So you guys can go and try these things. This interests me or this interests me or this sounds like it may be able to help me. And so if you go out and start trying these different things and they start working for you as a collective consciousness, all of a sudden your experience of, oh, someone helped heal my back without even touching me, all of a sudden that's an experience that you've had that now this collective consciousness is like, It's transmitting and downloading back and forth between us and the consciousness. And so you've had this experience that isn't quote-unquote normal, and all of a sudden you send that experience up to the collective consciousness. And the more and more experiences that people have of these ways of healing through these different modalities and the more of those experiences that get uploaded to the The cloud, the Akashic records, whatever you want to call it, the more normal it becomes, right? Right. And then that shifts the whole consciousness. Right. Like the four minute mile, all of a sudden one person runs it. Now everyone's running it and it becomes the normal. And soon it might be a three minute mile. And that's just one example. There's tons of other things. You posted something the other day, the hundred monkey thing, Mm -hmm. right? Where... Uh, these monkeys were fed sweet potatoes and they were thrown on the floor. They had dirt on them. And these monkeys were on an island. And these monkeys decided to go to a nearby lake to wash these sweet potatoes off and then eat it so they wouldn't have to eat the dirt. And all of a sudden, all the monkeys on the island started washing their sweet potatoes. And soon after, monkeys from different islands, without coming in contact with the original monkeys, started washing their sweet potatoes And it was a collective consciousness of the species, right? Every species has a collective consciousness. Now these monkeys know that they can do these things to clean off their their food so they don't have to eat the dirt. And so the same thing's happening with our species as humans is the more and more experiences we have with these different ways of healing and these different healing modalities that are positive or negative or experiences in general, the more it becomes the norm. And so what Casey is doing with Urban Zen... And what Urban Zen is doing is bringing these Eastern philosophy modalities into hospitals with the hopes that one day it will become the norm. That it will be an integral part of the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. That it will be in each patient's care regimen. The same way that drugs are administered, the same way that dressings and all of the same ways that patients are taken care of and they're seen by a doctor, a nurse at UCLA Ronald Reagan, there's somebody called a care practitioner Mm -hmm. just underneath a nurse and an integrative medicine person who I'm blessed with time in the sense that I don't have 45 patients that I need to see in, you know, two hours. So I can go in and sit and work with a patient for 25, 30 minutes Mm -hmm. on breathing and creating their own body awareness. I can do a meditation with them. I can do movement with them. One of the patients that I saw today, 
had a kidney transplant, high airplane. Complications from that years later, he's all swollen up. His, his body is retaining fluid, and it's also retaining the stuff that we normally poop out. So he had, he told me two weeks without a bowel movement. Jeez. But part of his care is not for somebody to come in and do work with him to help move his bowels, right? Like he's sitting in a hospital bed. So I went in and I, and I was like, okay, what are my limitations? And then what can I do with him that I know helps to relieve constipation? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So expanding breath. We did a lot of breath work. We did a lot of breathing in the belly, right? Hip flexion. You want to move that area. So I taught him some things and I said, you know, use these things when I'm not here. So there's a piece missing from what has been Western medicine, Mm -hmm. which is that one patient, uh, the accountability for their own healing journey and not just relying on people in a white coat and then two that compassion piece right i was told that he was seen earlier by or i don't know if it was this hospital visit he's been hospitalized many times and doctors wouldn't even make eye contact with him right they would just be at the computer i myself had that experience when i was 19 and i was like what gives like that's weird yeah i felt awful i've had doctors come in with their clipboards and like Oh, yeah, what's going on? Check, 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 and walk out without even looking at me. And I understand that. Why? Because they're there from a clinical perspective of figuring out what the problem is and how to solve it. Mm -hmm. But what the step that that skips is that you're not cleaning a rug, right, or building a chair. You're interacting with a human being. Mm -hmm. So the, the being seen part is a big piece. So... I'm like, I'll give you all the eye contact you want. Like, let's, okay, I will listen to your story, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, we need all kinds, all types, all, all degrees, all levels. Sometimes people just need somebody there to witness them release emotion and cry. Yeah. Right? So they don't have to hold it in. Yeah, which, again, not part of the norm. Right, but we're making it part of the norm. We're shifting it. We're elevating collective consciousness. Yeah, but you see a man crying, and this man all of a sudden is is weak, perceived as weak, right? Which is, it's wild. I cry all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, again, that's now becoming norm. These people like Alex Hill with Man Tribe are creating these safe groups now where it's okay for men to express their emotions, and they're, they're shifting that collective consciousness it's crucial it's it's part of the human experience hell yeah Um, the hell are we doing to our men mm -hmm. stifling their emotion well what do you think's gonna happen well Mm -hmm. they're gonna blow up Mm -hmm. or they're gonna repress 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 and then blow up yeah because they have something called testosterone yeah right then what's gonna happen to the kid they raise their boy they raise that has the same issue of not being able to express his emotion. And then it gets passed down. This kid doesn't know how to express his emotion. His son doesn't know how to express his emotions, and then so forth. And so we're trying to uh, influence the masses as much as possible to be more mindful of everything, not just healing, and share with you guys the power of something as simple as sitting with your eyes closed and taking a few deep breaths and how helpful that is to calming the entire system down and how much healing 
can happen just by doing that, right? My kids, the way I parent my kids, when they have fits or they have their little tantrums, yeah, I, I pull them aside and I make them do some breaths until they calm down and then it's, then we can talk, right? But if you try to go to a kid that's screaming and yelling and you just start trying to like tell them what they're doing wrong, like how many kids does that actually work with, right? Or threatening. Well, it deepens the trauma. They put their defenses up, right? Totally, totally. It's, it's about safety. Yeah. And, and so, so if we can use breath and if I can use breath with them to help bring that level of stress down for their little more even keel, then we can talk. Then we can figure out how to move forward from that. Because it's getting them out of the mind. Exactly. And exactly. stress manifests and uh, procreates at mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. up in the mind. And then it gets stored in the body. Right. And so breathing is the connection between the mind and the body. Mm-hmm. So we want to make that connection, establish that connection. Then we actually have more of an awareness in our mind. Mm-hmm. So even if you are, you know, in your car driving, sitting on your couch, wherever you are listening to this, I invite you to do just a couple of moments of breathing. And I'm going to remind you that the breath is not just in the chest. It's not just in the front of the body, but that our diaphragm spans the entire depth. And so it's in the back of the body as well. So Mm -hmm. when I work with people, I invite them to think about the 360 degree breath. And so when you're inhaling, you're expanding the front and the back of the body and you're expanding to the sides. Yeah. And Ryan, our last episode talked about how breath is the essential movement or the primary movement we do most in our lives. And it's the key to reducing stress. That was the first piece of, Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't the first piece of self-care, but yeah, the breath awareness. So on the inhale, think of expanding 360 degrees. And then on the exhale, think of sending the breath down the center of the Mm -hmm. spine, all the way out the body. Yeah. And see how that works for you. See how much that changes for you. When, when your mind is going a million miles a second and that monkey mind is just going crazy, see what happens if you pause and take five really full, expansive, deep breaths. And if you can close your eyes and close your eyes Mm -hmm. and see what that does to your state of mind. And from there you can then pick an action that's coming more from a place within rather than, you know, the emotions and all the craziness up here. I think that's all we have time for. Yeah. So, and uh, thanks, OJ. Yeah. Did you? Um, uh oh. What's yeah, he going to put me up to? That's all. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we might have we a surprise you. for you guys. And again, if you mm. like this this kind of thing where it's little shorter episodes with me and Casey just talking about something that you guys can Let us do. know. Give us a little comment or something. Let us know. Yeah. And again, you meditate, you, you practice breath awareness, you have this experience, it uploads to the collective consciousness and more and more and more and more people will start doing it and it'll become normal. And It's just exciting to learn shit. Mm-hmm. Just keep learning. Keep, keep learning. learning. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to The Way of Healing. We hope that you find yourself inspired. If you enjoyed our show, a gift is to let others know. And we want to hear from you. Please share your feedback so we know how our work is resonating. Make us aware of modalities and practitioners whom we may not know. If you haven't already, please subscribe at thewayofhealingpodcast.com. Our email is thewayofhealingpodcast at gmail.com and find us at facebook.com forward slash thewayofhealing. 
Remember, a rising tide lifts all boats.